When you partner with Axon, you immediately gain access to a full range of products and solutions designed to meet the complex needs of today's grower. We carry all major brands and sizes of tires and wheels. We specialize in large diameter wheels for large equipment. We have one of the largest OEM replacement wheel inventories in North America. Known for extreme flotation setups, duals, and triples, we have wheels for all makes and models of tractors, sprayers, combines, and grain carts. If we don't have the wheel in stock, we'll custom build, sandblast, and paint in-house. There isn't a more vast inventory in North America dedicated to helping dealers move more iron. With facilities on the West Coast and in the heart of the Midwest, leverage our 230,000 square feet of indoor inventory to solve any problem a grower may have. Move more iron with Axon. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by these great sponsors. Axon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. No matter how you buy your ag equipment, whether it's from a dealer, an auction, or a private party, Ag Direct can help you finance it. You can even apply online to agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. TractorZoom has access to over $20 billion in heavy equipment sales data. TractorZoom's Iron Comps is the industry's trusted solution for transparent equipment values and auctionable pricing insights. This podcast is brought to you by Anvil AppWorks. The Dealer Connect CRMI app with integrated inventory management is an affordable Salesforce-based solution for your dealership. Create connected customer experience and transform how you work. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving iron time and time again. Through the years you'll find us here. Moving Iron. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast number 327. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by Axon Tire, helping dealers move more iron for the past 100 years. And I have the great and powerful Paige Seek here with us to talk about what's going on in the great in the world of Axon. So how you been since we talked last, Paige? That's so nice, you Casey. Um, I've been good. I feel like I haven't talked to you in such a long time, but um, yeah, things have been good. Just getting the new year off to a good start, I would say. The marketing team was out of office last week. We are up in Minneapolis um, at a 2022 awards ceremony. So that was really exciting. Um, and I then just back at it in the award. office this week. So. so you guys won an award at that uh, deal. We did. Yeah, we did. Well, what we was it that you won? Um, so we created a video for our one of our other channels of business called CFI. Um, so we won an award for the video that we produced, which is really exciting. Then we also ran um, and managed a digital campaign for Axon last year. So we basically just won a creative award for um, all the digital assets that we produced. So it was pretty cool. That's awesome. Congratulations on your efforts there. Yeah, thanks. It was pretty fun. So That was neat. I was flipping through my social media stuff and I, I saw I saw you and Jesse and uh, 
who else was with you in the picture? Allie. Uh, Allie. Allie. Yeah. So you guys in the picture there, and I was like, that was really cool. Look at that. They're yeah, winners. Yeah. You know? I know. We were we were winners. It was pretty fun. So I'm yeah. happy that we did it. We drove up there in a snowstorm, if you can believe it. Uh January <laughs> driving. I can I can believe it. <laughs> I can believe it. It's been snowing everywhere. I can't imagine the amount of snow that you guys have around yeah. there compared to what we have here. I mean, it's been it's been a winter for sure. So yeah, yeah, at least the sun's shining today. That's a win for us. We'll take it. That's good. Yeah, good. So, well, Paige, who do we have with us today? Yep. So we have a full crew with us today. We have um, Mr. Roy Diener, who has been on the podcast before. He's our sales manager here for Axon. And then we also have Jay Brandner joining us, and he is one of our purchasing managers at Axon. Um, and then we also have a special guest, um, our Alliance Tire Rep, uh, Dallas Ransom, joining us today also. So a lot of good content coming to you, Casey. Right on. I'm looking forward to it. Well, welcome to the show, guys. Good to be here. Yeah, good afternoon, Casey. Thank you. Well, Roy, let's start with you, man. So 2022 kind of ran out. We had some, um, I'll just leave it at, we had some some brief um, struggles. Uh, to get through and some of those brief struggles were a little bit longer than brief would would encompass but but we had uh kind of looking at that kind of thing we said you know we're starting to see some spillover into 23 which i think everybody expected to see that i guess looking at uh how 2023 started out for you so far roy what's your uh, synopsis so far yeah you know uh casey appreciate the question um yeah 22 um it is what it is you know since this whole uh, new season has started. We'll just call it. Um, we're just trying to remain upbeat and which we are. And I think the team's doing a real good job. Um, just getting out there and seeing what's out there in the marketplace and see where we can help our customers. Um, some areas are different than others and there's different things happening in different territories, of course, as always. And it's just really unique to see what's happening right now. Um, but we're just trying to be there for when our customers need us. And that's really how we're kicking the year off um, just to see what we're needed on. We're actually, it's, we got Dallas on here and um, we're working good and close with our vendors to just make sure we got stock and availability of products. So that helps us uh, since we struggle with a bit of that in 22. So that's kind of how we're kicking off 23. Wow. So, so far in 23, um, Roy, have you seen any big difference or big change in, in what people are, are looking for here coming out of the end of the year? Is it still kind of the same, same stuff that you were running into last year? Yeah, I think it's the same stuff. Uh, what we're seeing a little bit though, is seems like farmers are maybe playing it a little bit safe, which yeah. you can maybe understand a little bit. Um, we're not in their market. Um, we're in ours, they have their own struggles. We have ours. So uh, we're just here though. Um, like I said before, make sure that we can get stuff that customers are needing, um, because maybe getting a machine is still an issue and they're finding something else that could maybe work for their situation, but we've got to put something different on it for tires and wheels to make that machine yeah. work for what they need. And that's really where we're trying to jump in and fill that void until we can get some newer equipment hitting the ground and then we can get that set up. All right. Right. Are you starting to see uh, some some float, spare float action come out, you guys, this way? I mean, it's kind of starting that 
top dressing season will be here before you know it. And just, you start to see some, some float activity starting to pop up in your area. Oh yeah. No, we definitely are seeing that. And this is the time of year for that. And so it's in some sense, it's on time. So uh, we're getting after that right now. Um, hoping the planter season starts on time. Yeah. Uh, there's always an area that's running behind some reason or another, but right. hope for a good planting season of 23. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. You know, looking at some of the forecasts that are out there right now that are coming at us, we've got good moisture. I think about everywhere that we had had poor moisture going into uh, planting season last year, and then going into harvest last year. So, hopefully, knock on wood, we plant into moisture this this year. We can have a good a good start to the to the season. So we'll see what happens there. For sure. All right, let's jump over to Jay. Jay, talk a little bit about what you do and uh, what what you're doing over there at Axon and, and how you're. Uh, how you're interacting with Mr. Diener over here. Oh, well, unfortunately <laughs> I talked to him too many times in a day, but uh, <laughs> trying to make sure we have what the sales managers are forecasting, you know, for mm-hmm. the year, making sure we have it on time and uh, keep up the vendor relations with people like Dallas and talk to him daily. And, you know, if I need to push on to getting something a little bit sooner than what we're seeing from the factories and, I lean on him a little bit to do that and just trying to make sure we have everything we need for the springtime. Yeah. That's uh that is the, that's got from a, from a buyer's perspective. And, and when you're working with those um, various timelines that you run into, especially with the issues that we've seen with product availability and those kind of things, how are you handling um, making sure that you have those, those right things when you need them, you know, looking at some of these order times that are out so far that, I mean, like on our side of the back, where I'm out on the side of the business on the equipment side, you know, we might be looking at nine months to 12 months, maybe even longer out trying to guess when that machine is going to be there and when the customer is going to be there to buy that machine. So I'm sure you run into similar situations like that. How are you handling that? And what are some of the best practices that you're using right now? Yeah, we uh, we as a team meet once a month with the sales managers to, you know, kind of update forecasting and seeing any changes. Um, I'm on the phone all day with different vendors trying to figure out where we're at, if there's any delays, if things are getting moved out. Um, then when we do get order confirmation, we look, okay, did, you know, some of these get pushed out even further? Um, I had some stuff that was November of 23 was when we were supposed to get it. And last yeah. week it was ready to ship. So it's just yeah. really keeping up the communication with the vendors to make sure we have that relationship to where they're letting us know of delays, mm-hmm. letting us know when they're ahead of schedule for we can adjust and making sure we have the stuff when we need it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, we've had a lot of that stuff hits what too, where we've had uh, stuff that was supposed to be here two and a half months from the day was supposed to, that when they said it was supposed to be or showed up and then, something that was supposed to be here this week got pushed out two and a half months down the way. So it's just, it's uh, that, that ever turning kind of ball there, snowball of, of dates and availability and factory issues and those kind of things just they spring up all the time here. And it's, it's the, the craziest thing about some of the stuff. It's not one big major thing that slows everything down. It's typically just one little tiny, small something that just kind of throws it for a, for a loop there. So, yeah, I don't. I don't envy your position. Communication, uh, yeah. What it is, and when you're ordering stuff from overseas, you know, obviously you yeah. have a third hand into it because then we have to communicate with our rep. They have to communicate with the factory, and then you got the time yeah. 
different. So it's just a lot of yeah. phone calls, a lot of emails. So yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So looking out right now, uh, Jay, as you're looking around, is there any big? Um, are you starting to see any kind of uh, change from what you saw this time last year, where maybe some of those lead times are starting to shrink a little bit? Yeah, I think overall, um, all the vendors have been able to build some inventory. Um, it's not always what we want to see, you know, they don't have the inventory right. of some stuff, but on other stuff, they have plenty there. If they have a warehouse here in the States, um, you start to see product in the warehouse you can grab from. So, I mean, it's definitely better than it was a year ago. There's still work to be done. Um, obviously trying to find some of this. And then even if they have production dates, whether or not you get an allocation on that production that's coming up, you yeah. know, don't know. So yeah. um, it's kind of the idea of being multi uh, allocated, you know, yeah. with vendors yeah. trying to get something. Yeah. Those allocations are, are uh, a kind of a, a blessing and a curse at the same time. You know, it kind of keeps overproduction from happening, but sometimes your allocation for the stuff that you really need, you get two of and the stuff that you really don't need, you get a hundred thousand of. So it's, you know, it's just, it's one of those things you kind of have to take the good with the bad there, I guess, a little bit. Yep. It's definitely staying on top of the open order reports and seeing mm -hmm. if we have it sourced with two different vendors and they're both coming up to make sure yep. we cut back on one of them. So, or a little Absolutely. bit. Long. So yeah, yep. it, it's definitely yep. a full-time job. Yeah. yeah it's like, I don't, I don't envy your position at all there, there Jay. You're, yeah. you're, you're the good guy and the bad guy. So you, you get to do both, you know? I'm always a bad guy when Rory calls. But, uh... <laughs> right. Yeah, that's usually how that works. Usually how that works. So, well, Dallas, let's talk a little bit about what you do and 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 your your role in this uh, in this big three way thing we got going on here. Yeah. So I work for uh, Yokohama Off Highway Tires. We uh, we produce Alliance Galaxy Primax for these guys. Um, been here five years in February. Uh, before that, I worked about 10, 10 years on the dealer side. So I can, I can, uh, I know the frustrations from the dealer side and the manufacturer side when you're talking about that, but yeah, I cover Iowa, Minnesota, Wisconsin, and then, yeah, we're, I'm very involved with CFI, uh, talk to Jay Daly. Um, yeah, just trying to, between the both of us navigate the best way to get product in, I would say. You know, during COVID and all that stuff, it was it was something so new. It was different, uh, frustrating, um, kind of learning to play a, a, a different game than you're used to. Um, so I think we've done a good job kind of navigating that. Um, and, yeah, it, we're doing the, the best we can, just like everybody else. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's been uh, – are, are you seeing some on your, on your factory side? Are you starting to see – some some lead times kind of pick up in a little bit because I'm starting to see that on a lot of things where it's not perfect by any means, but it's yep. way better than it was. Yeah, I definitely think it it it's getting better. And I would say from a manufacturer uh sense, you know, we were probably the best of the worst, if you know, if that's a good comparison. Um there's a lot of vacuums in the marketplace as far as you know, industrial. You had some guys get rid of doing bias implements, industrial, you know, we had case, I think in, geez, what was it? The first year of COVID, they were supposed to get 120,000 implements from 
another vendor in October. And by the time two weeks before that, uh, they called case and said, yeah, we're not, we can't pay the, we can't justify the freight surcharges, all that stuff. So it's just, it created so many vacuums um, that it, it just, there wasn't, there wasn't enough people to fill those things. So we, we did the best we could. Um, I think it's getting better. We have some things that uh, we're going to talk about in my slides that we're doing to improve the lead time, stuff like that. But yeah, it was, it was definitely a challenge for sure. Right. Okay. Let's take a look at your slides there and see, and see what you've got. All right. So I think, I definitely think it's worth the conversation. Um, Stubble it's, it's out there. Uh, You see more and more of it. Um, You know, very, you know, you go to shows and the older generation, you know, Hey, why, why is there stubble? You know, my, we never had this issue, you know, back when, back when, you know, I first started farming. So there's a lot of, a lot of things, right? Um, if you look at a genetics chart for corn patents from shoot 1970 to 2015, it's like going up a, a, a mountain, right? There, there's different hybrids, um, seeds per acre, you know, I'd say 2010 to, or 2000, yeah, probably 2000 to 2015, you know, you could be at 25,000 seeds an acre where now you're at 50,000 seeds an acre. So there's just more opportunity for that. It's a, it's a, it's a tougher genetic. Um, I know that there was some stubble testing for a tier one manufacturer. Basically what they found, uh, they took a durometer um, tested it, which tests hardness, right. On different corn and different beans. Um, they basically said your normal durometer testing, uh, generic stubble compounding in a, you know, a radial tractor rear is a 0.74. Well, plastic starts at a 0.78. Uh, the corn that they tested was started at 0.81. And with beans, they got up to 1.20. So essentially, you're running over things that are harder than plastic, if that makes sense. So I think stubble is probably inevitable, but it's manageable with the right tire, if that makes sense. Um, You know, when you're going, if this is a problem for you, um, there's definitely uh, different stubble compounds with different tires, some better than others. So, you know, if it's a problem, um, which it probably is, um, you need to be looking at something with a stubble compound. Um, one thing I'd like to show you is our IFVF stubble compound. Um, it goes in all our premium, premium IFVF products along with our AgriStar 2, which isn't a, a steel belted product, but it's a premium radial egg product, but the, the slides I'm going to show you is that compound. Um, I don't think there's any one compound that really does it all. Um, usually like when you're talking stubble or something like that, if you're trying to make a tire more stubble resistant, you're probably taking away from something else. Um, could we engineer a product that was super resistant to stubble? Absolutely. I don't think there's anybody that probably couldn't do it, but you know, let's say you get through two seasons, no stubble damage, anything like that. You're probably going to make the tire more brittle, which will then, um, you know, probably later in life cause it to crack or something like that. So 
when you're talking about stubble, everybody's trying to make the best stubble compound than they that they can without sacrificing the other the other things of the tire. It, does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So we did these next few slides are uh, we did some stubble testing in Kansas, uh, vertical tillage, no-till beans. Uh, what we did is we took one John Deere tractor front wheel assist, um, dueled out in front. We put 480-7034s, our IFVF stubble compound against uh, a tier one manufacturer. And I just want to show you some results of that. Uh, let's see here. So this is on the right front, we had R354. And then on the left front, we had a tier one manufacturer. This is after 187 hours. So as you can see, all those red circles, pretty familiar, you know, everybody knows what that is, signs of stubble. So that's only after 187 hours, right? You look at ours, that thing's looking pretty new, right? So pretty good, right? So the next slide, I don't have the hours on the bottom, but this was at about 500 hours. As you can see, the tier one manufacturer that we had on the left front, significant increase in stubble damage. I mean, it's it's very, very noticeable. Um, and then you have ours over here. We're still looking pretty good, right? Um, so this is, we unfortunately had to end the testing. This is at 863 hours. If you look at the left front here, very significant again, got worse. We actually had to end the testing because their tires were leaking. And now on us, you just first see probably what we were seeing at, you know, 187 hours is that first little start of cracking. So I, I would say we have a very good stubble compound. Um, like I said, there's nothing that, you know, stubble stubble's inevitable. It's going to happen. But is there certain things you can do or certain tires you can buy to to prolong the life of your tire? Uh, absolutely. That's pretty impressive, man. If, if you go back and look at that, I mean, I, just, I deal with stubble damage all the time. And yep. the way that stubble damage does, I mean, I've seen, if you had a good example there, 500-hour tire that yep. looked like it had 1,300 hours on it because just the amount of stubble damage it had on it. And that that's a pretty significant change in not only the life of that tire, but the performance of that tire when you go back into the field with the next spring. Correct. Oh, in case you... The other thing I'd point out, Casey, is, you know, on stubble damage stuff, you get guys that want to trade in something on a tractor yeah. that's got, you know, a good 70% tread left on it. Yeah. Well, the the amount that you can give on a trade value with something that's really bad, eight out stubble damage, it's, it's hard to give a good value on that. So it makes, yeah. you know, the machine worth because tires cost so much nowadays, makes yeah. the machine worth a little bit more too. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. So I'd say the next point, and everybody's kind of probably going to roll their eyes, air pressure, you know, is it important? You know, um, I've been through many end user clinics on the de dealer side. You know, you ask, hey, how often do you check your air pressure? Once a month, a few hands go up. Every six months, a few more. Once a year, about everybody's hands up, right? So um, it is very, it, it is a very big deal. And you know what? It's something that doesn't cost you anything. Um, and I have some examples here of just how big 
um, air, air pressure can uh, impact the current tires you have, right? So one example, when I was on the dealer side, I had an associate out in Wisconsin that was having a guy with a case 788, just struggling, side hill combine, always had to be in four wheel drive, still falling down the hill. Uh, you know, can you come out, weigh the tractor with me um, and set the air pressure? So that's something, this is part of that, that case. The guy was running a 960-32, um, running about 35 pounds in it, which was max at that time. And um, I'll show you the difference in what we sent it to. Uh, I'd like to have you guys take a guess maybe on how far we came down from 35 just to see what you guys think. Um, but so what we did, not only did we want to weigh and scale it, but we kind of wanted to give the visual difference. So one thing we did, I don't know if you can see in front of that combine, we put white uh, ply boards down. And then we also had a can of black spray paint. So we rolled the guy across took the footprints, sprayed around the tire. Hey, here's where you're at with 35. And then we adjusted it and then sprayed around it again, just to give him the, the visual difference of the impact. And so this is what we found. So if you look at the right here, you know, call it two, three lugs. That's, that's where he was at, um, at 35 pounds. Now, if you look to the left, to where we adjusted it to, you got about six lugs, so double the lugs. And this doesn't have the head on it, which, you know, a little weight on the front with the head is going to cause the tire to flex, and deflect, get a bigger footprint. But uh, I'd, I'd be willing to, I, I would like to know what you guys think we decreed, uh, how far we went down from 35 to, to get the, the six extra lugs. 15. I'm going to say 17 PSI. Okay. I'm going to go with Jay, 15. Okay. I'm going to guess, because I know a lot about tire pressure, so I'm going to guess uh, I'm going to guess 10, 10 pounds. 7 PSI. Yes. So for the price is right, I won. Yeah, you win, Casey. <laughs> yeah, 28 PSI, and I think if I remember right, we could have had him at 26, but the fact that it was a side hill combine – we wanted to err on the side of caution, so we left it just a little high for that dynamic load shift, you know, when he was in the field. Um, but that's that's something that's simple, it's free, and can greatly just impact what you have now, right? And the funny thing is, is after we left, the guy went straight out into the field, called my associate dealer right away, and he's like, this is a brand new combine. I don't have to be in four-wheel drive anymore. This is great. So, you know, you see a lot of articles about air pressure and I, you know, I probably roll my eyes too, but until you see something like this, something super simple can, can really uh, impact you in a big way. So that's a, yeah, that's a good, a good, I'll go ahead. Go ahead, Roy. Well, I was just wondering, is that a, v, that wasn't a VF tire, was it? No, standard. Okay. Standard well, that's where I was going from. Yeah, sorry. But yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. And what I was thinking is, as you were saying, stating at the beginning that, you know, it doesn't cost anything to lower your air pressure or check it. Mm -hmm. But essentially what we, they, you know, farmers need to understand is understanding the weights of your machines and understanding the tire pressure of your machine can actually give you some money. I mean, if your compaction is less, you get better crop production. 
Um, so I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying you got to think of it a different way. Yeah. The air pressure part don't cost money, but mm-hmm. not running your machine at the correct air pressures can cost you some money. The wear on your tires could give you better compaction. There's a lots of upsides to maintaining your air pressure and your machine. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I think this is just one thing, right? I mean, the big thing is too, you know, do you have enough weight to put those tires to the ground? You know, do you have a real light tractor? Do you maybe need to add weight to it? So you're benefiting getting the deflection because I could tell you this same associate dealer, we put VFs on uh Massey Ferguson back and front, right? Did, did the boards and we're like, gosh, you know, the rears don't look as great as the standards, you know? Um, it's not what we thought. Um, so we did the weight calculations, the splits, stuff like that. He actually had some cast weights that we could put on the back. Um, he unfortunately has the footprint boards, but it was the same thing as this, right? Is do you have the pop, you know, you can do it standard wise air pressure, but then also can you get a bigger footprint by, if you have a underweight tractor by adding weight to it to, to maximize that deflection? I mean, like Roy said, there's, there's so many variables that go into it, but it's, you know, if you already got the cast iron weights, they don't cost you nothing. So it's just another thing, you know, making sure you have the right split of a tractor, whether it's a four wheel drive front wheel assist, you know, I, I, I totally understand what Roy's saying there. I think, so I, I mean, I learned as much from doing this podcast as I, as I, as anybody else does. So, we had a, I order a lot of brand new machines from the factory with either VF or IF tires, whatever's, whatever's available at the time on order. And, and the reason I do that is for this very thing. And I learned it from doing this podcast, right? I mean, this is the, the whole air pressure thing and all that kind of stuff. But the, the thing about when I was talking to a customer about it, I was like, the beautiful thing about the VF tire or an IF tire is that you can lower your tire pressure dramatically but still maintain the same weight and same speed that you would anyway, but you're increasing your footprint. So therefore, you know, in muddy situations or sidle situations or whatever situation might going down the road, I mean, whatever it is that you're doing, you can adjust that tire pressure to where you have maximum amount of um, footprint so that you don't have to worry about slippage as much. You don't have to worry about, you know, just like the four-wheel drive thing, not having that four-wheel driving gauge saves fuel. You know, I mean, there's all these different things that come into play. And you're you're before I started doing this, and you started talking to me about VF tires, and I was talking, whatever, dude. I mean, tires, tire, air pressure, air pressure, whatever. And until so you start doing stuff like this with this with boards and showing people which what it can do, or actually just showing like drive what the rut looks like as you're driving through the field, how it goes from being this deep to this deep and it's this wide now you know you start really doing some really creative things with with the performance of the machine and it's letting just a few pounds of pressure out of your tire like you said it doesn't cost you anything and you just make it it makes it such a better machine from all the way across the board so air pressure is a, is a bigger thing than i think people want to give it credit for correct correct yeah i mean it'll take you a little time to work with your dealer and stuff like that and figure out your machine weights and all that stuff. But like I said, it don't cost you nothing. So, I mean, why not? Exactly. Exactly. Right. So the next thing I got, so we do have a few new products. 
one thing I want to talk about is our new Galaxy Grip Steel Radial uh, Skid Steer. So when I think of skid steer right, uh, you basically have two patterns. You either have a con concrete tread or your typical R4 kind of tractor bar. Um, but that, that's kind of a problem, right? You got the guys in the middle where, hey, we do 50% concrete. We do 50%, uh, you know, in the mud. And neither one of those, they'll, they'll help you in one situation, but they won't help you in the other, right? Right. And another thing, bias to me is I'm not, there, there'll always be a need for bias, right? You're never going to get away from it, but every, every manufacturer has a bias that darn near looks like the other one, right? So our idea was, okay, how do we differ, differ, differentiate ourselves from the other people, right? So let's, let's do radial and why not do it at just a little bit uh, above cost of a bias, um, this new grip steel, uh, you know, if you're looking at a concrete tread, there's probably, I don't know, 60, 65% log, 40, 35 void ratio, right? That's what makes it good for concrete. Uh, you look at an R4, you know, it's probably 60% open, 40% bar. So how do we get to the best of both worlds, right? So this is actually going to be a true 50-50 lug to void ratio to benefit both worlds. But then yet let's do let's do it in radial to give you a better footprint. And I have another slide to kind of uh, show you about that. But this was just released. We have it in all your popular sizes, 10, 12, 14, 17, 5. Um, I just kind of want to show you what that radial looks like because I think you know, you get to the biases, you can go your economy treads, your mid-tier treads, and then you can go your deep treads, right? They give you more life, right? More, more 30 seconds. Well, the thing that we kind of found here is this is this top example is our 305 7016 So it's not it's not the Galaxy Grip Steel, but it's another one of our radials. Um, if you look at that footprint, look how square it is, how long it is. Also, that blue and yellow is how cool it's running. But then you look to that bias, right? It's kind of a square footprint, that red, that's a lot of heat generation. So they might look at the Galaxy Grip Steel and say, hey, you know, you're only, you know, 15, 30 seconds off of a bias premium. Well, we don't really need that extra tread, right? Because it cre creates heat generation, which is in turn not good for the tire. But that flatter profile with the openness of the tread is going to give you a better contact area. So it's not, when you get into radial versus bias, it's more of a footprint and traction thing than it is 30 seconds if that makes sense. Yep. Okay. And then another new one. So we do, uh, we're going to be doing a all steel radial hippo. Um, this is for, you know, your feed lots where you have your E3 L3 regular OTR tire that comes on it, you know, great for concrete. You get out in the mud fields, not so good. Right. So there's a lot of guys looking for traction. We build a bias um, hippo, um, and I have another slide to kind of show you the difference, which our bias hippo, we sell lots of them. It's great. Um, guys love them, um, but it's kind of like the skid steer thing, right? Uh, we can get into a radial, give you a better footprint, give you a better ride. Um, so that's something we just got some testing conducting right now. 
but this will be next and upcoming in our lineup. But one of the things with the, the radial, if you see, so the, the one on the right here is our bias hippo, right? As you can see, you know, you get to that center lug, it doesn't really continue and your biases are crowned anyways. Um, so I'm not saying you don't get an, un, uh, a good ride, but could it be better? Absolutely. So with this, this radial hippo, what we did is really take it, take it all the way to the center to give a smooth center patch of contact. And then along like with the skid, uh, radial skid steer we showed you is that we're going to be able to give you a little bit bigger footprint length and width wise. So that, that, that's another thing coming. Any questions on that? No. Nope. Okay. So next thing, right. And I know we've all been through the struggle of the, of the two years. And I, I talked about, you know, there were some manufacturers that bowed out, created a vacuum um, that really nobody could, could fill. I mean, I think everybody, any manufacturer, they were pegged out on what they can do. Right. Um, the one thing, so we currently have uh, three facilities that produce tires. We got Israel, which does most of our steel belted high end. We got two into hedge um, Tenavelli and De Hedge, uh, or, or, sorry, two in India, De Hedge and Tenavelli. Um, but the, the one thing that we saw from COVID is like, okay, we're pegged out. How do we be better for our customers? Right. So, uh, we got another, or we broke ground in Vizac, which is your second largest port in India with like four terminal container terminals. I think, uh, geez, the initial, uh, investment we put on the, on the screen there, um, what it was like a hundred and hundred and some million dollars. Um, we put the initial or the second phase in, um, and it opened in Q3 of last year. Basically, that's going to give us about 55 tons a day now that it's up and running. Um, which, when we talk tons, right? If we talk layman's terms. You got uh, 10 tons to about a container. So it'll give us about five containers a day until we reach like the first half of 2024 when it's going to give us like 130 tons. Um, so then you're talking 12 containers a day. So that's that's going to help, help us help our dealers um, get more product in, get it in faster. We're making the investments to to make that happen and make it a better buying experience for our customers. Because I think, I think as we all well know, I, everybody's crystal ball was broken in uh, during COVID, right? You know, what do you order? What will you get soon enough? Um, and it's just going to ease the pressure off our other factories to get all, all products in a more timely manner. And that's uh, basically the end of my slides. Okay. So, <clears throat> a lot of good information there. I mean, the air pressure thing, like, you know, I'll reiterate that. I mean, from my opinion, that, that the uh, air pressure part of that is a lot more important what people want to give it credit for, I think. So, crazy. <clears throat> Very important stuff. Yep. Very crazy. All right, Paige, my favorite part. Mine of too. The, of, of the podcast. So, what uh what what's the uh what's the great gift from Axon this month? Well, the great gift it would only be right if we gave away some alliance. 
uh, goodies. So that's what we're going to do because we got our Alliance rep with us today. Um, I wish I had it with me to show you, but we are giving away an Alliance branded flashlight as well as an Alliance branded uh, baseball cap. Not the one that Jay has on because we've already done that one for hunting season, but mm -hmm. um, a brand new one this time. So Awesome. All right. A flashlight and a hat. Perfect yep. world right there. Perfect world. So how, how do they get that? How do they get that, uh, that giveaway? Um, you guys can go ahead and email marketing at axontire.com. Just first name, last name, and then the address we should ship it to. And um, we'll get it sent out within the next week or so. Awesome. So it's farm show season. That's that's coming around. You guys have any big farm shows you're going to be out here anytime soon? That you want to let people know about? Oh, we have one next week here in Des Moines at uh, okay. Wells Fargo Arena, Hy-Vee Hall. Okay. Uh, Tuesday, yeah. Wednesday, half Thursday. Yeah, Tuesday, right. Wednesday, half Thursday, and then after that, I don't think we have one till the summer, right? Well, we, we are going to be in uh, Tulare. Um, so if you want to speak with us, uh, we'll be out in Tulare. And then. Uh, are you going this year, Casey? I, I would. I had something come up last minute and I'm not going to. Oh, had it all planned. Had it all planned and ready to go, but I last minute had something pop oh, up. Oh, that's okay. I'm missing out this year, too. But if anyone has a chance to go, they should definitely go. Yeah, I had something. Anyway, sorry, Roy. Oh, no, it's fine. I was going to say we're. We're going to be out in Tulare and then uh, Louisville. There'll be some of us in Louisville. So if you need to talk to one of us, reach out. We'll be glad to chat with you. Right on. Okay. Well, guys, as always, I appreciate um, our partnership and I look forward to talking again next month. So, Paige, um, thanks a lot. Thanks for all that you do and getting this uh, put together. Roy, Roy, nice to see you again. And Jay and Dallas, nice to meet you guys. Nice to meet you, Casey. Thanks for having us on. Uh, yeah, thank you very always. much. Yep, as right. always, thanks, Casey. Appreciate it, guys. Paige, if folks want to reach out to uh, Axon, what's the best way to do that? Um, you can reach out to us at sales at axontire.com, and we'll get you in touch with the right rep. Right on. Okay. Well, I'm Casey Seymour with Moving Iron Podcast. Check me out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Moving Iron LLC. LinkedIn at Moving Iron Podcast. And go to the Moving Iron YouTube channel where you can see the video version of this, which is the Moving Iron YouTube channel. Pretty cleverly named so check that out and then you can go to um moving iron uh, llc website which is moving iron llc.com and you can check that out there you find folks at axon are giving 50 dollars away off the registration for the first 150 people that sign up for the moving iron summit so check that out we will appreciate that uh what you guys are doing there and we're getting people signed up so look out you're going to be you'll be putting your money where your mouth is on that one so 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 keep keep signing up and and they'll they'll keep taking care of that fifty dollars. So with that, I'm Casey Seaman with all the great people from Axon. It's really smart, folks. Out. Axon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having one hundred years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past thirty three years. Call Parker at eight hundred. 657-4910 for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. No matter how you buy your ag equipment, whether it's from a dealer, an auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. TractorZoom has access to over $20 billion in heavy equipment sales data. 
TractorZoom's Iron Comps is the industry's trusted solution for transparent equipment values and auctionable pricing insights. This podcast is brought to you by Anvil AppWorks. The Dealer Connect CRMI app with integrated inventory management is an affordable Salesforce-based solution for your dealership. Create connected customer experience and transform how you work. Moving higher in the 21st century. Hardware. 